Matthew chapter 2 from verse 1 onwards. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod, the king, heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, that you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before him, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Praise be to God. Very uh, powerful passage itself. And we have heard many messages from this passage. I encourage you to listen to the previous messages that God has given to us. But today, we're going to focus on a couple of verses here. The early part of this chapter, that's where the Spirit of God wants to speak from. So we're going to go into that. So we will read verse 1, verse 2. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. We will stop right here. God has spoken to us in the past about true worship versus false worship. The real motive, the motivation for a person to worship God when their heart is after God and how Satan can also work through people who come and say, I want to worship God, but the intention is to kill. There's a message on that you can go and listen to that. What is worship? But today that's not the focus. Today's focus is completely different that the Spirit of God wants to bring before us. Jesus was born. The birth of Jesus Christ was miraculous. His conception was miraculous. The announcement was miraculous. You see, the beginning of miracles in the life of Mary, 
when Jesus was about to be born, the announcement came from heaven. Mary had this angelic visitation. And the announcement carried the miracle story of the birth of Jesus. How Jesus is going to be actually dropped into the womb of Mary. The conception. The miraculous conception. So when you look at the beginning, the origin of the birth of Jesus Christ, the existence of Jesus Christ in the form of a human being. It's miraculous. Jesus is God. Jesus always existed. He has no beginning and no end. But to come into this world as a human being, Jesus Christ had to take this body, this human form. He had to humble himself. He he didn't just appear somewhere as this fully formed uh, man. And he said, I'm Jesus and I'm here to show you the way. And come on, let's go. And he didn't just go and do some miracles and some healings and say, I'm Jesus. I'm going up to heaven and see me go up to heaven. And he just disappeared. Because lots of people would have paid attention to it. Very easy life. Jesus didn't choose that. And that wasn't God's plan. And that wouldn't make the payment for the sins of mankind. And so Jesus didn't lead an easy life. He did not lead an easy life. Jesus came to suffer so that we can have prosperity. Jesus came to suffer so that we can not only have our sins forgiven, but we can actually be free from our sins. The burden of sin that man placed upon himself, woman, first woman who was created, she placed upon herself and the generations to follow. And each person who came after that, they chose that burden and they said, we will take that burden and they carried the burden also. So it's like this. Lots of times people ask this question, so this where the Spirit of God wants to bring clarity. The question they ask is, for what Adam did, I should suffer too? For what Adam did, I have to carry this too? Now we have to understand this. There's this person who carries this package, right? And the package is not a, a pleasant package. It's a dead animal. And the dead animal is not like, oh, you just, you know, caught a deer or you just, you know, caught some, something that you're going to cook and eat. This is something that's dead and it's rotting. Person has that. And now that person happens to be your father, mother, grandfather, grandmother, all the way to Adam. Now they have these things, and this is like this rotten, foul stuff they have in their hands. They have it. Now they have it because they got it from somewhere. Now they're carrying that. Now they're bringing it to you, and they are giving it to you. 
at that point, every single person has a choice. Whether you're going to receive it or you're going to not receive it. Majority of the times, if not all the time, we receive it because we're there. And a lot of times we think that that's how it is. You know, sometimes people think my dad always used to be angry. And so I'm an angry person. They receive it into their lives. My mom always used to be a complainer. I'm not talking about my mom, but I'm saying that this is how people think. My mom always used to be a complainer. So I also complain all the time. People who say that I'm never going to be like my dad or never going to be like my mom, many times they turn out to become just like them. Just like them, many times it's worse than them. How's this progression? How's it getting worse and worse and worse? When your will is in alignment with the will of the previous generation, there's a transfer that happens without you even knowing from them it's passed on to you you receive it because you have number one the tie family tie blood tie and all the ties that are there which is linking them genetic ties is linking you with them now having received what was transferred you own it now now you become the owner of those curses You become owner of those sins. You become owner of those behaviors. Many people don't know. They live like that. They die like that. Many people choose to hold on to that. And they live like that and they die like that. But then there are some people who understand that this is rotten. I don't want this. I want to be completely different than my father. I want to be completely different than my mother. And they carry this. They try to somehow dispose this foul thing. And they receive from their parents and their grandparents. That's an inheritance. Very bad one. But they're carrying this. They don't know what to do with it. They say, I don't want it, I don't want it, I don't want it. But at the same time, they say, I don't know where to place it. So they end up carrying it. Even though they don't want it, they try to decorate it. They try to put sprays, you know, perfume, and somehow diffuse, try to diffuse that foul. Or meanwhile, they are still sick. They're getting sick from whatever bacteria they're being exposed to. There's a cover-up that's there, but... The dead animal is still in their possession. The only way to get rid of that is it needs to go into someone else's hands. Someone has to receive it. Only if they get it, you can actually be free of that. The only person who can receive it is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came and he said, too long. It's too hard. Too much. Give it to me. I'll take it. I'll take it. And he said, I know it really stinks. It's going to be very hard for me to take it from you, but I'll take it. And Jesus came and he said, I'll take that from you. So he took that curse. He took the sins. He took the dead animal, 
death itself from the hands of those who are willing to give it to him. So that's where our choice plays a big part or a complete part. If you don't give it to him, then you're going to walk around with it because you have nowhere to place it. You cannot place it. There's no way you can place it anywhere else. And you know, a lot of times what happens? People who carry that, and not free from that, you know, they still have it, but while they have it, they pass it on to the next generation. So from anger to bitterness to alcohol to drugs to smoking to immorality to all these dead stuff. You know what they do? No matter how much they say they love their children, their grandchildren, or their great-grandchildren, they're actually passing that foul thing, the very thing that is destroying them, they're passing it to their next generation. That's the truth. If the Son of Man sets a person free, they're free, fully free. And the Bible also talks about this. After God sets a person free, the person chooses to go and become a slave to the very thing that God set them free from. The last state of that person will be worse than the first state. That's the truth. Because Satan is never going to say, hey, you escaped last time. Now you came back again. I'll bind you even harder. I'm going to bind you with stronger ropes. The smartest thing to do is when you escape from the enemy and you go into Jesus Christ's arms and he has you, wisdom says, stay right there. Don't try to go the other side. Why go to the murder? Why go to the slave owner? Why choose death? And Christ came and he said, I'll take the dead animal from you. I'll take death from you. Jesus, when he sets a person free, the person comes into that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and they live that life that falls in alignment with God. Then that smell of death is gone. And the animal is taken away, right? Once the animal is taken away, you need to be washed. You need to go take a bath and you need to wash your hands. You need to change your clothes. You need to do all those things. Sometimes people think that, oh, he carried on the cross. And after that, you know, even if the animal is gone, I don't have to change my clothes. And I don't have to take a bath. And I don't have to wash my hands and walk around stinking. Because the smell of death is on them. That's why it's so important for Every single person who receives a deliverance, whether it's addiction to anything or the freedom that God has given from anything, including sickness, sins, whatever it is, to be in the presence of God. The Bible says the word of God washes a person, gives a good bath, very good bath. And the bath has to be there on a continual basis. Otherwise, you'll stink yourself again. It's so important to be in the presence of God, not just, you know, have a, an audio Bible there and, you know, listen to something. No, you need to be really where the spirit of God is working, where the word of God that carries the anointing of God washes you. That's the, that's the key. You can't just say like, oh, I can just, you know, use anything. 
And uh, can you go take some sand and just rub yourself with some sand and put some sand on your hair and say that, you know, I don't need to use shampoo. I don't need to use, you know, soap. And I can just do and just walk around with mud on your head, even if you have taken a bath. What you use is very important. Very important. You know, there are sometimes some people, they make very bad choices. They buy foods. They buy stuff that they call food, which has... 5% of food and 95% of junk. Even juice. 5% juice and 95% poison in it. But they say, I like it. Are you killing yourself? Do you really care about yourself? There's some people who will even foolishly say, I don't care about myself. Well, that's foolishness at that point. When you suffer in pain in a hospital bed and no pain medicine works, and everybody gives up on you and you have to go through that trauma. And at that, tom- at that point, you won't say that I don't care about myself. It's very important to care about yourself now so that you don't end up there. Same thing goes for your soul. Take care now because if you say that I don't care, there will come a day when you'll cry all you want, but you can't escape the tragedy that you got yourself into. So when you think about the birth of Jesus Christ, now, after Jesus was born, that word born itself is a very, very weighty word. This is God who left everything. He left his sacrifices so huge. You know why? Because he did not want you to suffer. His sacrifice is so huge. You know why? Because he did not want you to be a slave to this wicked, cruel slave owner who will not only destroy you, he'll destroy your family, he'll destroy your generation, he'll destroy everyone who's around you, who's connected to you. So he left everything, who? Jesus. He left everything and he took the form of a servant to serve who? Sinful people. To transform us from where we were to where we should be. God is speaking to our hearts today. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, wise men from east came to Jerusalem, asking this question, where is he who has been born? King of the Jews, we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Where is he? Where is the king supposed to be born? In the palace. Where is he? Where is he? They thought that we were going to the right place because he has to be in the palace. Oh, but he didn't come to be served. He came to serve. This king, he actually left his real kingdom. And he came to this world so that he can live among us. So that he can take that dead animal from our hands. So he can take death from us. The Bible says he tasted death for us. He took our place. He knew the burden that we carried. He knew how heavy that burden was. He knew how smelly that burden was. He knew how painful that burden was. And he knew how that burden made us so sick because of that. He said, I don't want you to be carrying that even for another second. He left everything, left everything. He came to die, not just die, 
suffer and die. Because of the beatings that he bore on his body and every gash that he got. We have healing today. As many of you know, if not all of you know, this church is a healing church. But God heals on a regular basis. Where the power of God is at work here. On a regular basis. Where is it coming from? Where is it coming from? We cry over the little things we suffer from. But it costs Jesus Christ everything. For his body to be broken beyond recognition. So that your body can be made whole. For his body to be broken beyond measure. So that your body can be made whole. What did he do to deserve that? With all the wickedness, he still loved us. He said, I am going to do this so that you don't have to carry this anymore. I'm going to do this so that you don't have to carry this anymore. Big dead animal, anxiety, depression, foul mouth, anger, vengeance, jealousy, immorality. Disability, sickness, all kinds of things, big that animal stinking, couldn't even take it anymore. Don't forget that. Where God brought you from, don't forget that. He paid the price. Many times you can just say it in a very simple way. Oh, he paid the, what was the price? What was the price? Many times people say, oh, I did this for someone and oh, I gave this to someone and oh, I sacrificed this for someone and look how they are treating me. That's a big thing for you, right? But this is someone who took the beatings for you. This is someone who died for you when you didn't deserve it. When you were so wicked and you didn't even know him. He loved you. Don't take it lightly. Don't treat it cheaply. God is speaking to our hearts today. The birth of Jesus Christ is a very substantial one. When you think about Christmas, it's not partying. When you think about Christmas, it's not gifts. When you think about Christmas, it's not food. You know why? Because the person who is the object of Christmas left food, left celebration, left everything, he emptied himself. God became man. It's a big deal. God became man. It's a great sacrifice. He just left everything. Left everything. Will you today for someone that you don't know and was really, really bad, will you say that I will leave everything and give my place that they can come live in my house and I'll go homeless. I'll just wander the streets. I I won't have anything. I'll give everything. Will you do that? Think about that. And your home is nowhere near the home that Jesus came from. Your place that you think on earth, you think that is a very dignified place. It is nowhere near the throne that 
that Jesus left and came. Thank you. It's important for you to understand the great sacrifice he made. When you think about Christmas, you should know. Heaven had two kinds of reactions. Two kinds of reactions. There's something the Holy Spirit has shown me. One reaction is now the human race, they're going to receive salvation. So the plan of God, the ultimate plan of God is going to be fulfilled. Joy at the birth of Jesus Christ. At the same time, great sorrow. Great sorrow of the life that Jesus was going to live and how he was going to suffer and how he's going to die. All of a sudden, his throne is empty. Jesus is no longer there in heaven. Think about that. God the Father is without God the Son. His beloved Son. His throne is empty. He's no more in heaven. Never separated. Always together. The second person of eternity had to leave heaven and come to earth. 33 and a half years long. Every day, heaven missed Jesus. Every day, God the Father, even though the prayer communication was there, Jesus was not physically in heaven. Same goes for Jesus. Every day, though he was in constant communion with God the Father, the glory and the communion that he had in heaven was no longer there. Think about that. Have you thought about it? Have you thought about it? Christmas is supposed to be a joyous thing. Joyous thing for us because he died for us because of that we're alive. It's a day we celebrate. We also need to have much appreciation. We also need to understand that Jesus had to forsake everything. God the Father had to forsake everything. God the Holy Spirit had to forsake everything. So that we can receive salvation. We can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We can receive healing. We can receive revelations. We can be protected from Satan. We can be blessed. If we don't understand this, we'll be blind. We'll be walking as people who have no knowledge of what Christ did for us. You need to know what it cost Jesus. Even before he hung on the cross. Just that birth of Jesus. Oh, the announcement was great joy, peace towards men, all these things. Oh, oh, good things happening for human beings. What happened in heaven? Empty throne. What happened in heaven? All the communion that the angels had with Jesus Christ was all gone suddenly. It's like the glory that was in heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, even though God the Father's glory was there. This important person of Trinity was gone. He went with a mission. He was sent with a mission. He came with a mission. 
For God so loved the world. Put your name in that place where it says world. For God so loved you. That God the Father had to be away from his son for 33 and a half years. For God the Son to be away from his father for 33 and a half years. I mean, if you just tell me that, oh, they were praying, they were still in communion. Oh, no, no, no. Don't give me that. It's a whole different thing. Do you know that talking on the phone is not the same as seeing a person face to face? Do you know the difference? I hope so. Do you know that seeing a person in front of you and talking to the one you love, your own son or your daughter, if you really love, is very different from getting a text? Do you know that? Do you know there's a difference? If you never had a relationship, for some people it's better just text. Talking and seeing they don't want. If you have a problem, then you will avoid seeing people and you'll avoid talking to people. Just you'll hide behind that phone where you just text. You can have a life of lie and illusion. But if you really love someone, no matter what text and what phone call, you want to see them face to face. You want to have them with you. That's what true love is. That's what true love is. Even for a person who is so sick and who's dying, when they see someone they really love, all of a sudden, their eyes open up. All of a sudden, their hearing gets more sensitive. The spirit begins to respond to the person. Why? Because it's that love for that person. That bond is so tight. They want to see them. God the Father sent Jesus. His only son. Because he loved us so much. Think about how much God must have loved us in order for him to part with Jesus, whom he loved so dearly. Jesus, who loved the Father so dearly, to part with. Leaving heaven is one big thing. But to part with that relationship that was there in heaven, that heavenly environment, the direct relationship. That Jesus had with the Father. The Father had with Jesus. Jesus had with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had with Jesus. And all of a sudden, in that Trinity, the second person of the Trinity, is being sent with the mission and he's coming down with the mission. He came to die. Then heaven was all happy that he's going to suffer and die. The only reason heaven rejoiced over his breath is because of God's love for us. Because of God's love for us. Good for you. He's coming so that you can live. That we who are created in the image of God. Will not take the penalty for that sin. That we have committed. There's someone who's coming to die. And he came to die so that you live. Walking around with a dead animal. For the rest of your life. Living under the weight of that curse and transferring that curse to your generation. God is speaking to our hearts today. You want to give something good for your kids and for your grandkids and for your generation? Turn your life around. 
If you want to do something good and halt this horrific pattern that has been following your entire generation and you want to be the person who want to transfer something good for your people, you need to change. You need to say enough is enough. I'm going to give this dead animal to the only one who can get it from me and go take a bath. Go to the river of God. Go to the presence of God. Naaman did what he had to do in order for him to live. You do what you have to do. Go to the presence of God. Having your sins forgiven by giving the dead animal to Christ. Make sure you are in the presence of God regularly where the spirit of God just washes over you. You know, there are some people who will say, oh, I want to take a bath, but they'll just hop in and hop out in less than a couple of minutes. They won't wash themselves properly. They won't wash their faces properly. Oh, you're telling me to take a bath, so I'm going to take a bath. And so I'm just going to check off that chore. I mean, take a bath for yourself so that you are healthy. If you think that you're doing someone else a favor by you going taking a bath, you're not going to benefit from it. Coming to the presence of God, the house of God, should be for yourself so that you don't stink. That's the truth. It's not because you're trying to please someone. Make sure you scrub really good. You have been covered by dirt all along for all these years. You need to scrub until everything comes out. You may have seen people who've lived a homeless life. Not The smell is so bad and the skin itself looks so greasy looking. Just a five minute shower won't do anything. You need to wash and wash and wash and wash. And the more you scrub, the more dirt will keep coming out. Until everything is gone, you have to wash. And how many of you can say that, well, I took a bath and after this for the rest of my life, I don't have to take a bath. Oh, don't you say that? You need to take a bath regularly. Otherwise you will start smelling again. Giving the dead animal is one thing. It's very important. All the curse and all those things need to be gone. But you can add new things to yourself. You can completely stink and become like a dead animal yourself. If you don't take care of your body, if you don't take a bath, if you don't brush your teeth, if you don't wash yourself, you will stink yourself. Wherever you go, that foul smell will go with you. It's so important for you to take care of your soul. You can't say, one time I gave my heart to Jesus. One time I committed my life to Jesus. And one time I did this and and so I'm good. No, you're not. You need a continual cleansing from the Holy Spirit through the blood of Jesus. You need to be in the presence of God. Let the Spirit of God wash you. You need to come for a regular cleansing where the Holy Spirit will speak and he will tell you exactly which part needs more scrubbing. And when you hear that, make sure you do it. There's some people who just come here. I know. You know, some people go to the doctor and, and they will um, go sit there and the doctor will say, okay, your teeth are rotten. You know, this, this, this needs to be done. Say, so I know, I know, I know. And, and they won't do a thing about it. They won't change their diet. They won't brush their teeth. They won't do what they should do. Why are you even going? It is important to be in the presence of God. And when the Spirit of God wants to wash you, you need to use a scrubber to scrub yourself while the water is running. Better do it. 
take whatever scrubber you need to scrub yourself. Water can wash you, but you need to scrub. God will wash you. He'll give you the power to get rid of what needs to be gotten rid of. But if you don't do your part, which is a scrubbing part, you're going to come out as a stinking self again, just with a little bit of water going on yourself. You can even stand there for half an hour, but if you don't scrub, if you don't take the grease off, you don't do what you should do, you can just have a feeling like, oh, I took a bath, then the person next to you will say, you stink still. God is speaking to our hearts today. The presence of God makes us whole if you do your part. The Spirit of God can do such a work of transformation in you if you follow through with what the Holy Spirit is doing. See, we need the power of God. We need that shower. We need the water. You can scrub all you want, but if you don't have water, you can't take a bath. Well, as we come to a close for today's message, 2023 Christmas Eve, Sunday morning message should stick with you for the rest of your life. Number one, if you're not taking a bath, go do it. Number two, you need to make sure your soul takes a bath. Don't forget this. And taking a bath is the way I told you how you should. Not just go in the shower for a couple of minutes and come out. Scrub really good. Make sure you just don't get in the bathtub with no water and just stand there. I got in the bathtub and the bath time is over and come out. No. You need to have your faucet open, your shower open. Step by step, do whatever you have to do. So that you know deep within that you are squeaky clean. If you don't do that, not only will you stink, wherever you go, you'll stink up the whole place. Very good Sunday morning message from God for you to remember for the rest of your life. Come to a place of understanding what sin can do to you and to those around you. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, all the wise men from the east, they saw the star the big announcement that came. And they said, the king of the Jews, where is he born? Is he in a palace? Oh, no, 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 no. He left everything. Heaven missed him. He missed heaven, but he had a mission. The mission was to save you from all your sins. His mission was to give you a brand new life, to clean you from all the filth. He came with a mission to clean you up to you. Want that? He came with a mission to bring that salvation for your soul so you don't die. Do you want to live? He came with a mission to bring that healing for your soul. Do you want to be healed? He came with a mission so he can clean up your soul fully so that you Walk around, not with a foul order, but with that sweet fragrance from God Almighty. Do you want that? He sacrificed everything for you, but do you value that? He sacrificed everything for you so that you can live. Do you want to live? 
I want to leave you with that question today. Jesus came with a mission. What is yours? Are you just wandering aimlessly? Fools wander aimlessly. But a wise person will not wander aimlessly. Are you a fool or are you a wise person? Think about this question because it's a genuine question. A question that you should be able to answer. Yes or no? Are you wise or are you foolish? Do you value what Jesus did? He knew the importance of it. So he left everything and he came. God the Father knew the importance of it. So he chose to separate himself from the very son he loved. And the son chose to separate himself from the very father he loved. Left heaven and came to suffer and die for us. So you can live. Do you understand the significance of what Jesus did? Of what God the Father did? For God so loved you. What good is that if you don't make use of it? How is that going to be a blessing to you if you don't receive it? God is speaking into our hearts today. Receive that which God has for you. Make sure you turn your shower on and make sure you put your soap on and scrub really good while the shower washes you. Make sure you become a doer of the word. Make sure you really Understand the importance of cleansing, the cleansing work of God. Make sure that you have nothing to do with any other stink that you've carried. Make sure you say, I don't want to stink anymore. I want to smell good. I want to enter a room and stay with a whole bunch of smelly people. And then think that's that's normal. It's not. Don't let another smelly person dictate your life and say that, oh, I'm a stinky fellow and you too stink with me. We'll both stink up together. It just shows how insane people are. Make sure you think straight. Make sure your vision is right. Don't be someone who has double vision, multiple vision, and say that I see 10 people, I see 10 of you, so I believe you are 10 of you. You've lost your mind at that point, not only your vision. But if you have your mind, you'll say something's wrong with my eyes, and you go get a checkup. Be a person who will acknowledge that sin is stink. Sin is foul order. Sin is corruption. There's not good that comes out of it, hanging out with people who stink is not going to help you in any way. You're going to stink even more. God is speaking to our hearts today. This Christmas, come to a place where you don't want to stink anymore. Come to a place where you want to have a proper bath. Come to a place where you want to maintain that and continually take baths in the presence of God. Clean yourself and get the scrubber you need. Get the word of God and sit down at his feet. Not many people just run and run and run and run and run and run and run. Never ending running. They think the more they run, they're achieving or accomplishing more. No. You're like a fly that's going spinning. 
as opposed to a bee that is very intentional. It goes and gets the nectar and it builds a honeycomb. Don't be a fly. The bee, uh, bee that is of use, that is of great value. Shall we all close our eyes and look to the Lord? Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for the word that God has graciously given to us during this Lord's Day. Thank you for speaking to your people. I pray that you'll bless your people. In every way, I pray that the blessing of the Lord rest upon them in Jesus' name. Whatever area that needs more scrubbing, more change that needs to take place, may your people give themselves to the working of the Holy Spirit, never be content with partial cleansing and walk around with partial stink. I pray, Heavenly Father, that the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, cleanse them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let a desire to be made clean come upon your people, Father. Every crooked, perverse mindset that the people have to hold on to this foul, dead creature. Every perversion of the mind that has been placed upon them and that they've received it willingly. To walk around with a stink upon themselves. Oh Lord, let it be removed in the name of Jesus. May they partner with you in Jesus' name. Whatever area needs to change. Whichever area is still smelling, oh Lord, I pray that there be a thorough cleansing taking place through the working of the Holy Spirit by their cooperation. Help every single one, Lord, to come into your presence so that every part of their soul be thoroughly cleansed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that nothing of Satan be upon them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is what the Spirit of God is saying. You can even go take a nice bath, but you don't brush your teeth. Your mouth will smell horribly. Make sure every part of your being is cleansed thoroughly. Make sure. Make sure. Don't say, oh, I don't do what I did five years ago. But you have another part that is frotting. Be a person and become a person who is fully cleansed. Oh, Spirit of God, I ask you that you will cleanse every single one of everything that needs to be cleansed. May they come to your presence regularly so that you can cleanse them, Father. So that they can scrub where they need to scrub, where they need to scrub, Lord. They can brush their teeth properly, Father. That they can eat right. Don't damage their bodies. Spiritually. That every part of their soul be thoroughly cleansed. Oh Lord. That they may come to you and receive that cleansing. And the tools for cleansing. And do their part. Father. May every single one understand the price that Jesus paid on the cross. Every single one understand the price that Jesus paid by leaving heaven and coming here. May every single person understand the price that God the Father paid, God the Holy Spirit paid. Our triune God paid so that we can be made whole. Hallelujah. That we can smell the sweet fragrance of the Lord Jesus Christ and we too can become a sweet fragrance in this world.
and for heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As a servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I bless your people with this blessing that you alone can bless them with. That each and every single one, Father, may have their desires transformed in the name of Jesus. That there be no smell of death upon them in Jesus' name. That the fragrance of the Lord Jesus Christ be sensed and smelled by those around them, including themselves. Oh, that the life of Christ be seen, Father. They may have no part with death. They may have no part with uncleanness. They may have no part with hell. With this blessing, I bless your people with. That they may carry this with them, Father, into this day and into tomorrow. Or that they may have a gratitude, a heart of gratitude towards God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. For it took so much for Christ to be born. Hallelujah. Every time they think about the birth of Christ and the word born, may this message stick with them for the rest of their lives. With this blessing, I bless them with, and I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name. I pray. Amen. Amen.